0: This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. After being a constitutional attorney for over 40 years, there's one thing I can say for sure. The U.S. Supreme Court will not save us. It doesn't matter who will fill Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat on the U.S. Supreme Court. The battle that's gearing up right now is yet more distraction and spin to keep us oblivious to the steady encroachment on our rights by the architects of the American police state. Americans can no longer rely on the courts to beat out justice, that's for sure. Although the courts were established to serve as courts of justice, what we have been saddled with instead are courts of order. This is true at all levels of the judiciary, but especially so in the highest court of the land, the U.S. Supreme Court, which is seemingly more concerned with establishing order and protecting government interests than with upholding the rights of the people enshrined in the U.S. Constitution. When presented with an opportunity to loosen the government's noose that keeps getting tighter and tighter around the necks of the American people, what does our current Supreme Court usually do? It ducks. It backs down. Then it backs government. It backs power. It remains silent. It speaks to the narrows possible concern. More often than not, it gives the government and its corporate sponsors the benefit of the doubt, which leaves we the people hanging by a thread. Rarely do the justices of the U.S. Supreme Court venture beyond their rarefied comfort zones. Every so often, the justices toss a bone to those who fear they have abdicated their allegiance to the Constitution. Too often, however, the Supreme Court tends to march in lockstep with the police state. In recent years, for example, the court has ruled that police officers can use lethal force in car chases without fear of lawsuits. Police officers can stop cars based only on anonymous tips. Secret Service agents are not accountable for their actions as long as they're done in the name of so called security. Citizens only have a right to remain silent if they assert it. Police have free reign to use drug-sniffing dogs as search warrants on leashes, justifying any and all police searches of vehicles stopped on the roadside. Police can forcibly take your DNA, whether or not you've been convicted of a crime. Police can stop, search, question, and profile citizens and non-citizens alike. Police can subject Americans to virtual strip searches, no matter the offense. Police can break into homes without a warrant, even if it's the wrong home. And it's a crime not to identify yourself when a policeman asks your name. The cases the Supreme Court refuses to hear, allowing lower courts to stand, are almost as critical as the ones they rule on. Some of these cases have delivered devastating blows to the lives and rights enshrined in our Constitution. By remaining silent, the court has affirmed that legally owning a firearm is enough to justify a no-knock raid by police. The military can arrest and detain American citizens. Students can be subjected to random lockdowns and mass searches at school. And police officers who don't know their actions violate the law aren't guilty of breaking the law. You think you've got rights? Well, think again. All of those freedoms we cherish, the ones enshrined in the Constitution, the ones that affirm our right to free speech and assembly, due process, privacy, bodily integrity, the right not to have the police seize our property without a warrant or search and detain us without probable cause amount to nothing when the government and its agents are allowed to disregard those prohibitions on government overreach at will. This is the grim reality of life in the American police state. In fact, our so-called rights have been reduced to technicalities in the face of the government's ongoing power grabs. In the police state that surrounds us, The police can probe, poke, pinch, taser, search, seize, strip, and generally manhandle anyone they see fit in almost any circumstance, all with the general blessing of the courts. This is what one would call a slow death by a thousand cuts, only it's the Fourth Amendment being bled to death by the very institution that is supposed to be protecting it and us from government abuse. Remember... It was a unanimous Supreme Court which determined that police officers may use drug-sniffing dogs to conduct warrantless searches of cars during routine traffic stops. That same court gave the police the green light to taser defenseless motorists, strip search nonviolent suspects arrested for minor incidents, and break down people's front doors without evidence that they've done anything wrong. Make no mistake about it. This is what constitutes law and order in the American police state. These are the hallmarks of the emerging American police state, where police officers no longer mere servants of the people entrusted with keeping the peace are part of an elite ruling class dependent on keeping the masses corralled, under control, and treated like suspects and enemies rather than citizens. Whether it's police officers breaking down someone's front door, or shooting them dead in their homes, or strip-searching motors on the side of the road. In a police state such as ours, these instances of abuse are not condemned by the government. Rather, they are continually validated by a court system that kowtows to every police demand, no matter how unjust, no matter how in opposition to the Constitution. In this way, the justices of the U.S. Supreme Court, through their deference to police power, preference for security over freedom, and evisceration of our most basic rights for the sake of order and expediency, have become the architects of the American police state. So where did this leave us? Given the turbulence of our age, with its Police overreach, military-trained drills on American soil, domestic surveillance, SWAT team raids, asset forfeiture, wrongful convictions, profit-driven prisons, and corporate corruption, the need for a guardian of the people's rights has never been greater. Yet, as I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, neither the president, nor the legislatures, nor the courts will save us from the police state that holds us in its clutches. So, we can waste our strength over the next few weeks and months raging over the makeup of the Supreme Court, or we can stand united against the tyrant in our midst. After all, the president, the legislatures, and the courts are all on the government's payroll. They are the police state. And it's definitely time to speak truth to power and recover our freedoms before they are thrown into the grave. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford Press Alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.